0: Hey y'all, it's uh, it's been a while. It's probably been over a year at this point since anything's been uploaded to this feed or to the Pinoy's versus the World podcast empire. But things have uh, changed, I think, in a lot of really great ways uh, that prevented Jess and I from putting out any podcasts over the last year. I got my first job after months and months of searching post-college and towards the end of this pandemic time we've been in. And, and Jess, Jess is out there getting his master's from the University of Washington, living his own adult life with his own job as well. And um, him and I get to see each other fairly often, but sadly, we will not be able to continue the podcast uh, as it was formerly run and Jess uh, will no longer be moving forward with the pod. Uh, And, you know, sometimes when this, this news comes out, it's always surrounding some drama and I'm just happy in our case, it's truly (laughs) and truly because Jess is out there doing some amazing work for our community and, and going to get his master's and again, living an incredibly busy life. Um, And we just, had a decisive moment uh where we had to decide to either move on past the podcast entirely or see if i could maybe find someone else out there that would want to pick up in jess's big shoes um that he's leaving behind by leaving the pod and we are so excited to have chris and kiko join the podcast as my new co-host our new co-host our it's really just two people but i'm so excited for what Is to come for Pinoys versus the world. I'm sure it's not the last you'll hear from Jess. But Jess, if you're listening, wouldn't have been able to do this without you, man. And we're going to miss you. But without further ado, time to kick off season two of Pinoys versus the world. Cue the intro. Welcome back to Pinoy's Versus the World. My name is Harold Hillset.
1: Oh, this is where I speak. My name is
0: Chris Ankiko. And we are back for season two with a new voice, um, a voice we're really excited to have on the team, as you can tell. I mean, we're not editing the beginning of that. And also when I say team, I mean, it's literally just me and the new co-host of this podcast, Crick. Crick and Crick? Kiko. Crick? Crick? Cricket and you, you, Kiko. You could have
1: just lied and said we had like a, a team, a big infrastructure. You know what I mean?
0: Well, I, this guy over here is an editor, right? So if we yeah. talk about a whole a whole team, you're part of a real editing team. That's true. Um, and just like I just called you Crick because I can't speak very well when I come back from a year off from a podcast. Um, Yeah, welcome. Welcome back to us, I guess. and And hello, listeners who've been gone for a while. I'm going to restart that. And again, not edit it, but we're jumping back in. This is Christopher and Kiko. Hello. How you doing, Chris? See, this is, Welcome to the pause. This is where we add
1: a clapping sound effect. I'm gonna you're uh, gonna be editing the you're gonna be editing this one. So I'm gonna I'm expecting oh, a yeah. clap right there.
0: We were actually waiting um 14 calendar months to develop our very own patented soundboard. Um seriously? I didn't even, that's I a didn't lie. even know that. Yeah, he's <laughs> no, like, like yeah, Chris doesn't know. <laughs> that's a lie. Um, the theme of this, uh, of this, of second season of Pinoys versus the world, um, quote, that's a lie, end quote. Uh, <laughs> the good, the, the simple things in life. And as you probably know, listeners from uh, hopefully sticking with us this long, and maybe if you're coming back after our long, long hiatus, it is 2023. A lot has changed. Namely, my co-host is no longer Jess Wanich, um, a busy man in his own right. We love Jess. Listen to the last episode of season one. If you want an, a solid send off for our boy, um, Jesse, Jess Wanich um, getting and finishing his master's at university of Washington, really excited dogs. to support our boy and his en- endeavors. Oh, did I just get to go dog? Yeah, See that, do. that dynamic is not changing. Um, but so happy to be joined by one of my really good, recent, great friends. Um, love meeting new friends through, Friends of friends, third removed. I'ma let Chris take over. Chris and Kiko, everyone. Insert clapping. Insert clapping.
1: All right. Yes. Yes. Insert the clapping for sure. No. It's uh no. Definitely great to be here, and the, the feeling is definitely mutual. I'm glad that we, we uh we got to we actually got this one started. I mean, this I know we've been talking about it for a while, but uh, only recently long it's time. sort of sort of kicked up. And like like you said, uh, I don't know how long it's been exactly since that when we recorded like the quote unquote final episode, but you will hear me on it. Uh, at some point, um, I some su- I join in at some point there, and like again, I don't even know. Was it like twenty twenty one? Was it late twenty twenty one? Was it early twenty twenty two? Yeah, because we were talking 21. about. I think like the Mariners had just ended their twenty twenty one season oh. or something like that. You know, don't quote me on that. We have to go back oh, to the. Man. We have to go back to the film and see what it was but i'm just like wow yeah Uh, it's been
0: i'll give you an instant replay now guess what y'all the seattle freaking mariners made the playoffs that's how long it's been yes that's how long we've been gone unbelievable yeah the last time was we went to the final homestand of the game saw shohei otani almost single-handedly destroy the mariners playoff chances in 21 fast forward 12 months later cal raleigh a man fictionally known by everyone in this podcast, namely two people as big dumper sent the right. Seattle mayors to their first playoff run since we were three years old. So I th- I'd say that's a lot has happened in between point a and point B. Hey, Gino Smith is about to win comeback player of the year. Didn't see that coming in 2021. No, definitely not. Uh, if you told
1: that past the past version of the podcast, me, uh, that <laughs> that was going to happen, I would be like, uh, please get out of town. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so that's where we're I, at right now. I don't
0: right even now. think I, I don't even think I had a chance to gloat about the Cougs winning the 2021 apple cup and look, it's back in, it's back in Seattle. Well, that's, that's I, because in 2020, believe.
1: a few months ago, we took it right back. So, <laughs> and we, we absolutely lit the, the, the wazoo defense on fire. So, uh, um, Michael, Michael Penix, Michael Penix, Jr. Big
0: Penix energy. Sure.
1: All right. But, uh, anyways, so yeah, this is going to be, uh, just to, just to get things going here. Um quick disclaimer I guess this version of of the podcast uh between uh myself and and Harold is going to be a little bit different I know that uh, that uh, you and Jess more talked about a lot of like current events and like Seattle related news and things like that and there probably there'll be a little bit there'll be a sprinkling here especially like you know in the opener of each episode um there will be still some of that uh, in the spirit of season 1 but at the same time I think for the most part we are basically a pop culture podcast now. I think that's more yeah. something that ties more into the intersection of what we're both, what we're, the, the two of us are interested in.
0: So going forward, that's what you can sort of expect. Um, obviously, well, almost think, go ahead, think like the Cultura references and the recommendations that would be made by, by Jess and I at the end of season one, just in a 30, 35 minute episode. That's true. Of, of pop culture, like Chris was talking about.
1: Yeah. And so that's kind of the direction going forward. Who knows? Um, you know, in the future where where we go with this, but for now, that is that is what we're gonna be doing. So uh sit back and relax where, wherever you are, whatever you're doing. And uh we're just gonna jump right into, I guess, sort of first sort of our our respective like media preferences, I guess.
0: In terms yeah, of like, I, I mean, I gotta say real yeah. quick, y'all, y'all, y'all fools better like it. You have no option in this. This is our podcast. I don't even know what. Oh, you'd mean. This is our podcast. Oh, you mean like we're it in like a sentimental
1: emails. perspective. I was wondering if you were like, oh, oh yeah. you know, throw it on social media and like, like click a like. You <laughs> should do that, too. I don't even know where this is going to be posted. This oh, is don't
0: gonna... worry. No, we're posting this on MySpace. On MySpace. OK, that's cool. On MySpace. I, I mean, the first the first social, uh, you know, we go we go back to when we were five years old. I, I could boot it back up. Actually, circa 2008, original Facebook and OG YouTube. I mean, we're talking to the owner of one of the most lucrative and famous YouTube channels on the planet right here. Tap into totally. the premise if you would like to learn more about, about Chuck. I mean, that that's a perfect way, like you said, to segue into what we're talking about yeah. in this podcast. Transitioning to pop culture, nerdism, having space to do what we want to talk about generally at the beginning. But this is not a variety show. We're centering in on something we both really enjoy to talk about all the time is what got us interested again and in wanting to bring this back after being gone over a year you know and that takes a lot I don't know if we would have done this or if I would have done this if Chris wasn't down to come up with this new idea you have a little bit of what we did in season one and grasping what uh, Chris and I like to talk talk about a lot which we can begin with what you were talking about before I cut you off and I I know we are have to get used to this. But I'm like, Chris, get started. We just want to like, put out there media consumption. What are we into? What do we like? I know I, people probably know a little bit about the music I like to listen to if you listen to season one. But Chris, the floor is yours.
1: Okay. Thank you so much. But yeah, you, 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 uh, you sort of mentioned right at the top there, uh, My Love for Chuck. It's probably arguably my favorite TV show that i probably ever watched. Uh, I watched that when I was like eight or nine years old. If you're not familiar, it was on NBC. Uh, it starred Zachary Levi as Chuck, who's basically like a- Shazam Shazam. Yeah, that's true. If you it, more, more well known as Shazam these days. Um, but, uh, he basically stars as a geek squad employee essentially is what he is. And he basically gets a, a, uh, a bunch of government secrets loaded into his brain. And so he basically becomes the world's most valuable intelligent, intelligence asset. Um, and so like the CIA and the NSA have to like protect him and stuff. And then that sort of sort of spirals from there, but it's just a really, really fun show. It's, it's mostly comedy. There is some drama in there for sure, but it's mostly comedy. It's really, really, really well written. Um, and yeah, I can't really, I won't really spoil too much, but, uh, I'll just say it's
0: great. I mean, I would honestly say going off a of Chuck too, and I, I have seen maybe a shout out to our other friend, Chris Huey, who I know sure as heck should be listening to this podcast. But we will not. But we'll shout him out anyways. Man was watching five seasons of Chuck all in a row, pretty much within two weeks. I pretty much tapped in for four episodes a season. I can certifiably say the best mid two thousands NBC sitcom. You heard it here first, for sure. Or maybe you've heard We're coming it. after. Maybe that. maybe you heard it from my video first. So I'll just
1: I'm just gonna shameless plug.
0: Maybe a shameless plug for the premise because. Thank you. I I appreciate the premise. It. will be shamelessly plugging plugging vice versa. I appreciate it. I appreciate
1: it, but uh, I guess going to just sort of quickly run through the rest of the list, obviously, uh, so we can get to yours as well. Um, I'm mostly aii f- I'm a big fan of, like, prestige TV. I guess you do a like, bunch of air quotes. You can see Ooh. the air quotes. Anything on HBO, um, especially Succession. I'm a huge fan of Succession. Uh, the, the next season is actually coming out on my birthday, March 26th. Woo! So, season four. So hey, definitely, happy birthday, Chris. What a gift. Yeah, happy... Yeah, that's a that's true it's the tv when i was watching the trailer i was like whoa okay happy birthday to me like thank you (laughs) someone must have watched my video just kidding but um definitely but uh and then in terms of movies just kind of hopping around here favorite movie is probably school of rock uh all time Uh, that's another thing i used to watch when i was a kid uh whenever i'd go to like like a swimming lesson or something like that or a t-ball practice uh uh what's it called um My parents, like they bought like a van with a DVD player in it. And so we basically just wore out that 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 School of Rock DVD and all the special features. And so I can recite I used to be able to recite the whole movie. I haven't really watched it too much in the pat in recent years. But uh, uh, yeah, I definitely say that's that's number one on the on the movie sphere. And then I guess video game wise, I'm a pretty big Madden player. I've been playing Madden for quite a long time. Are we going
0: to talk about, are we going to talk about mutt? Oh, there'll be a mutt episode. Oh, there'll probably be a mutt episode at some point. There'll be a mutt episode. But, uh,
1: um, but yeah, just long story short, love playing Madden, love playing ultimate team. Uh, uh, and then probably last but not least, uh, I'm a big fan of film scores in terms of music. You're talking about, you kind of alluded to to music choices and like Mm -hmm. things like that. I'm a pretty big fan of film scores. Um, I just yeah I just like how they sort of enhance the value of of movies and shows and stuff and even like like uh what's it called like NFL I don't know if you've seen like the NFL films like the dramatic slow motion like football oh. shots but you know they I make... mean
0: I know you know the one hour just loops of da 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 like Yeah like...
1: <laughs> exactly like the Ra- like the Raiders have their own theme song which I think is super cool it's the only team that actually has a theme song but uh but yeah in general
0: really? oh trivia
1: yeah exactly but uh but yeah that's in a nutshell that is essentially my list obviously we'll get more into um what we're watching and what we've watched uh, later on but uh in terms of a general general baseline that's kind of what i'm into so without further ado i'm gonna hand it back to you Harold. what are some of the things that uh you've been uh your at least some of your media preferences i should say
0: yeah no entirely and i um when we were thinking about this originally it's i think i finally just accepted that my media binging habits are completely set in recency bias like i think i can look back fondly on shows like parks and rec some seasons of the office as many will know i'm an office hater kind of just cuz like, i like to be a hater on this kind of stuff it makes for better conversation no but hey no not here chris said well, not well, no, here. well no 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 I,
1: I i said i said no just sort of in agreement with you because like I'm, oh I'm, yeah. I'm also oh, there we go. I'm also a Parks and Rec Homer. Uh yes. I'm not a huge fan of The Office. Oh, so I'm I'm not sure if we've ever talked about this before.
0: But yeah, I'm 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 in your boat. I've just Oh wow. This is we're finding out new things yeah. live on the podcast. Yeah. This is breaking news. Even better. We'll have an NBC, we'll have an NBC discussion one day. One day. But I mean, other than the recency bias of like nerd culture, like, you know, you know, everyone watches Marvel, tap into the shows on Disney Plus. I mean, that's like one thing. I'm sure we'll have an occasional Hey, the movie came out. I don't know how much we'll talk about those TV shows. I mean, I th- we'll get. To I that think it'll be one know?
1: thing where it's like if there's something especially good. I mean, that's the thing. I don't really want to go into like highlighting. I mean, like really just you know pooping on well, like, bad, like bad like bad stuff. Turtles. I'd rather just talk about good stuff. I mean, there's a lot of good stuff. So,
0: like we love we love our girl we love our girl Chloe Zhao like literally trailblazer love nomad. What in the world was Marvel doing? Look, I'm gonna get into a conversation that we are not ready to have yet. <laughs> But I can get back into the media. Okay, well, habit. you, well, you we
1: want to talk about, because you're alluding to like Eternals, right? Oh,
0: yeah. Oh, yeah. Just like the the stagnant nature okay. of nerd if we're culture talking... and how we're trying to diversify like our binge, like my binging habits. Like, I guess that's what I'm trying to get down to is like, if I like a certain thing for a while that a lot of people our age like mess with, like Gen Z millennial folks, if you love the Marvel, like the superhero genre blowing up in the decade, it's slowed down and kind of given way to more space for I don't know like you're talking about prestige TV because I'd have to agree I watch HBO a whole lot and we'll get to maybe one of the greatest episodes of television all time which is in the television adaptation of the last of us hot take probably not a hot take I don't think but so I don't think it's war-
1: I don't, that I don't think it's too flaming oh uh, hey it's
0: warm go oh, let's go okay we're gonna have a nice we're gonna have a good talk about that but hey I mean we're both watching last of us and or was one of the few things that came out that was like, oh, bless. Incredible. Nerd, check. Star Wars, check. Amazing television, check. Climb. You got to climb, Chris. If you don't climb, I don't know how where we're going to go with this podcast. <laughs> I'm going to go very far. Um, what do you mean by that? Uh, I don't know. Uh, what, uh, please elaborate. What do you mean by that? Climb. You got to jump off the oh, ledge. Oh, yeah. That's true. You gotta, with, yeah. With Andy Serkis. I can't swim. But, uh, I can't swim. But, uh, Ooh, spoiler alert.
1: Yeah. I mean, we can take that <laughs> falling, out. can't <laughs> we swim. We can take that out. Um, oh, I'm, really can't swim. I'm keeping that in, but, um,
0: um but y- you know, just other than that and HBO nerd, nerd culture stuff. I mean, psych is one of my favorite shows of all time. Try to get out to the movies as much as possible. I feel like I've been blessed with a lot of my quote unquote favorite things, but you'll probably hear me say a lot on the podcast. This is my favorite thing of all time. This is the greatest television show of all time. Everything, everywhere, all at once, maybe immediately became my favorite movie of all time. Do I need to let it breathe for a couple of years? probably so that's kind of where we're at i'm gonna help chris get put on a little bit anime too i know we are yeah. on attack on Titan right now we're on my hero academia demon slayer we can go down the list um and obviously a lot of good music and and that's kind of stuff that we talked about last season with jess and i so i mean just to wrap up my little background i'm gonna keep yapping on about how great things are and i i hope i hope chris can help settle me down a little bit <laughs> um and i'm excited to have a conversation with chris about it because i mean i've already made a blood a blood pact with my brother here to uh watch succession so everything it, it didn't get that extreme up,
1: but, but i will say that oh, he's definitely yeah it is definitely it, it is oh, a we binding got that contract at least we shook hands yeah on 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 a uh sh- virtually shook hands on it but yeah that was one condi- that was my <laughs> only condition of us doing this is that he has to watch succession so
0: it's on the iPad in big words. Watch succession. Yeah. Not, not even a chance. I miss that. So
1: we'll, uh, we'll, we'll be up. We'll, we'll I'll be uh, I'll be asking him uh, progress updates on the show.
0: <laughs> we what you won't hear episode two until I've been at least exactly. half of season. there one, won't so.
1: be an episode two unless that happens.
0: <laughs> there won't be Panois versus the world going forward if this does. Not, yeah, no, but if uh, this does not exist.
1: But yeah. So are y'all good? i'm not i'm not gonna I'm good how are not you gonna no i'm just gonna say i I was just gonna make sure that you were done with your uh your what you wanted to say so not gonna put the, oh, this oh i'm feeling in, great but, uh, okay cool
0: i'm feeling great about it oh this is all going in like i said normally the best part about the editing that we do in post is leaving in parts where people who are speaking i guess it's just us like we talked about the team is two a team of two the team of two um team of two i mean what do, what do we say about madden and the servers for madden it's probably just uh a few animals on a remote island, like clapping their hands together and clicking buttons. <laughs> and, like That's how the servers are run. That's how we run our business over here at Pinoy's versus the world. For sure. On the uh, <laughs> Pinoy's versus the world multimedia podcasting empire.
1: Okay. Let's, um... uh, let's, let's, let's slow our roll here. <laughs> but anyways, let's, let's, let's just keep, uh let's keep on trucking through. Like in general, again, in general, yeah. we don't really have like a huge, like main theme here. It's essentially just sort of introducing each other to sort of our, different media tastes and turn in things like that so i guess for for now i kind of wanted to segue a little bit of a segue uh into kind of what we've been watching of what what we've watched the past few months and attempt to try to recommend uh other things to the things to each other that uh, maybe we haven't seen yet so the uh the first one i got here is i just saw earlier this week i saw megan megan and that's good yeah megan yeah drake and that was the only yeah that's the thing. I always think of Megan, Drake and Josh. But uh but this one is it's a uh, Megan is uh become like a a gay icon, I guess. That's what I've been reading on the internet. Oh, wow. But uh it's definitely the robot. it's like what's up? The
0: robot. The robot. The, the
1: robot. Yeah. Okay. The robot nice. Megan. There you go. But uh but uh, it's 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 like a horror comedy, but I'd say it's a lot more comedy than horror for sure. It's like it knows that it's it has very sort of generic jump scares. But it's the whole thing of like Megan is very just the way she is, is like very funny. And they sort of it's a movie that like basically kind of knows what it is. Um, That being said, I don't think it went as hard as I think it could have. I think if they make a Megan two, they should just go like all out on the comedy. Um, It's it's uh, James Wan is part of the uh, uh, the writing crew, production crew, and he made like Malignant. That was his previous movie. And that movie's insane. So Seattle classic, Seattle classic, but you so know what?
0: Certified Seattle Classic. You know what?
1: Megan is also supposed to be uh take place in Seattle. No way. There's a,
0: there's just like Sonic the Hedgehog. Yeah. It's all happening. It's all, it's happening. all
1: happening. There's a scene oh, where yeah. Megan uh hacks a Maserati. I think it's a Maserati <laughs> and the, it's just a Washington license plate. And that's the only evidence that there is that the movie takes place in Seattle. And then I went, wait a second. There's nothing about Seattle in this. Apparently there's, you know, some of the, the final confrontation is supposed to be in like downtown and it, you just have no idea uh, it's shot completely in a different place. Fourth and Pike just <laughs> yeah, fourth and outside Pike. of Westlake. Yeah. But uh, so yeah, that that's Megan. I would definitely, uh, you know, I don't think, I don't know how long it's going to be in theaters, but definitely if it comes on a streaming service, I definitely recommend that you just watch it just, just to see what it's all about. Cause there, there's been a lot of talk, a lot of chatter uh, on the interwebs about that movie is, is this the chatter that ends like it's about the ending it's about the plot no i think it's just about megan in general just the whole the whole sort of the vibe and like how that character is so but uh but yeah um and then my next one is poker face it is the Oof. i know a few months ago we saw glass onion uh, together with a few other people and uh that was back in like november and that was, mm-hmm. again, that's directed by, obviously directed by Ryan Johnson as the first Knives Out was. All, this all is, Hail,
0: Ryan Johnson. Oh,
1: there you go. Um, and this is his first sort of TV show, um, at least sort of in that sort of Knives Out ish style. It's more like 70s uh, NBC drama sort of thing. Um, it's basically Natasha Leone, who I don't know if you've ever watched Russian Doll, but she's the lead in that. And basically her sort of superpower is that she can sense when people are lying like when they're straight up lying. Um, And so she kind of becomes a pseudo detective where she can't bust anyone because she's not a cop. Um, But she basically, she tries to put uh, together enough evidence um, to sort of solve the crime. So it's sort of like there's a old NBC show show called Columbo, uh, which is that sort of thing. You see the murder at the top of the show. And then the second half of the show is basically uh, the main character trying to figure out piece together what happened what we've already seen so definitely definitely recommend that one as well i think it's very good um and then the menu i don't know if you ever watched the menu but uh, oh
0: it's that seems like one of those uh i mean we we haven't really we're gonna probably talk about this but i need to finish the bear for example right and this leads into it but i have friends who are in the the restaurant industry in seattle and I just know that some of our some of our mutuals have also recommended to them that they watch while they like the bear watch the menu it seems cathartic yeah for many people in the industry I think it I think
1: those two sorts of the bear and the menu are sort of like contrasting in the way they sort of depict like you know like their love like they're basically these chefs relationship with food you know one is sort of you're sort of like rediscovering your love for food. And like, even though it's like really stressful and stuff that like, okay, like, you know, this has like, what I make has meaning to me where it's like in the other one, it's sort of like, you know, in the menu, it's sort of Ray Fiennes who's the main character in that movie sort of becomes like, like basically he's at the end of his road. Like it's a, he's completely disillusioned with food and food culture. And he's like, I hate it sort of thing. And you sort of see, uh the contrast there. They're sort of they kind of are like kind of two sides of a coin in terms of like the food industry today. So I think, yeah, between the menu and the bear, I guess it's a dual recommendation now. Um definitely check those out. I think they're sort of they're sort of reinventing the wheel of like the food the scripted food thing. Um but yeah, and then last couple I'll say is uh Puss in Boots 2. That was one oh my God. That was one that we... really caught me by surprise <sighs> for sure.
0: Can we both jump in on this without sure. spoiling it? Because I can't. You, it's one of those movies you can't see. I literally just saw this past week. Oh sweet! This, again, another another uh, woj bomb. We um, watched the movie this past weekend, and it just I was I was in tears. <laughs> I was in tears at the end. I was like, "What is this? I I I don't want to say anything because I feel like it will ruin the best parts about the movie." Well, like,
1: I think what's not please. a spoiler is like the way it's sort of it's very again it's very mature. I think for it still knows that it's a kid's movie. There's a lot of really like funny things, but sort of the main theme of the movie is how like, you know, he eventually has to come to terms with the fact that he's going to die someday. Uh, you know, there's like a, there's one character that basically sort of embodies death. And then it, the it's basically sort of him coming to turn, Puss in Boots coming to terms with the fact that, you know, he's not immortal. He's not invincible and sort of learning to appreciate the life that he, the life that he's been given and the life that he has left. So, uh, Certainly very mature like for a kid's movie and it's it's an interesting I think it's it's definitely a good lesson for kids to learn. Whether they absorb it or not, depending on how old they are. Um, that's one thing. But certainly it's something uh good to be introduced, at least in that way. It's not it's a very like gentle introduction to that aspect of life. Antonio
0: Banderas yeah. just gives it his all. Like he loves this character and it makes no sense, but I'm all on board. Cause it's been what, ten years? Since the first Puss in Boots movie, something like that. You like don't that, need yeah. to see. By the way, you don't. You don't. That's need the to thing. See.
1: You just have to know that Puss in Boots exists, and that he was in Trek sometimes. But like sometimes. But other than sometimes. that, it doesn't actually matter. You can just watch this movie completely, completely cold, going in completely blind, which is really nice. Beautiful. Yeah. Absolutely. Mm. And Chef's kiss. Yeah, chef for sure. Um, and then I guess my my last couple are gonna be. Top, of course, Top Gun Maverick. I don't know if you've seen Top Gun Maverick. Oh, we, we have seen Top you've Gun seen Maverick. seen Top Gun Friday Maverick. Okay, good. Okay, oh, yeah. Another good. banger. Yeah. I've watched that movie probably five times. I am not going to lie. Because I, I, I watched it twice on its initial run in May, in June. Then I watched it once this past uh, Christmas. I went, to, went up to Victoria with my family, and they were playing that movie on an IMAX screen. And even in late December, oh. like seven months after Woo. the movie first came out, it was a full house inside the IMAX theater. And it was awesome. Uh, cause some of the people I think I'm sure a lot of the people had already seen it. Um, but they're sort of going back to there. There are some people that were like singing the song at the end actually, cause they knew it so well. But, uh, but yeah, no, it was a super, it's always a super cool experience. It's, it's definitely a, a theater movie and it makes sense why Paramount, the studio wanted to keep it uh, in theaters for so long. But, uh, yeah, just truly a, a super surprise uh, for me. I know my, my dad's favorite movie, uh, at least one of his favorite movies, is Top Gun, the first Top Gun. And I would say, like father, like son, one of my favorite movies now is Top Gun Maverick. So, um, yeah, that's a really, really good one. I, would, I don't know what your thoughts are that, on that are, but, uh,
0: but yeah. Oh, I mean, it's entirely backed up with you. I remember you showed me the first, the opening mm. scene of it, right? I mean, it's one of those things I've never been... And sue me because I definitely am the person who is getting big added by this movie. You're the one who told me about the whole idea that Tom Cruise represents how movie stars are not what bring people out to the movies as much anymore, if at all. Mm-hmm. And then that one scene this really doesn't spoil anything. But that one scene in the beginning with the generals, like, you know, you're kind. They're coming. They're going like you're one of the last ones, man. And like you're after this job you're you're done or something like that and then he said well we'll see about that general he doesn't yeah rides off in his slick back hair like it's the 80s again and he's on his his top gun his top gun bike going all the way back to where all these new recruits are and i mean just that opening scene alone of trying to hit Mach 10 is wild yeah it's
1: amazing i don't know if you've watched the uh i don't know if you watched the nerd Rider at all he's a video no, essayist no, but that. he literally made a breakdown of the scene which i which i huh. really recommend um
0: one of those like my favorite scenes. It's entirely what YouTubers would totally make a oh, yeah. my favorite scene video out of. It is just gold. I've done it before that exact conversation. <laughs> yeah. I you actually talking to the guy who uh I'm just no it, yeah, uh, yeah, live yeah. In. in
1: your face, dude.
0: <laughs> yeah, but really, well, what's up with you, man? I didn't know this side of you. Um uh, no, but entirely. I mean it was great. I again one of those things where I don't think you spoil much because the plot is what you're paying for. It is top gun, but honestly done so much better. Like if you had the opportunity to watch it in theaters, I feel like it's going to be one of those movies. And I know James Cameron is just obsessed with having Avatar be at the top spot and these lists and everything. And that's why it was getting re-released through the decade. But I wouldn't be surprised if this is one of those summer uh, blockbuster movies that gets released in IMAX. It gets released anywhere that it can because people will flock out and see that movie four or five, six times. My brother who worked at uh, Regal Cinemas in Spokane when he was going to school and this uh, last year at the end of his last year, Um, just said he saw the same people and it was definitely a certain generation. It's the generation that almost was speaking to. And I I know we both enjoyed it. And a lot of people our age did, but there was something about growing up in the seventies that if you saw that movie, when it originally came out and you're going back time and time and time again, you're like, I'm sick of who is captain iron, you know, like, (laughs) like who is Superman anymore? All these things. This is what this movie was made for is like for those people, for new audiences, The final scene, the final chase scene alone, without saying anything else, just gold, platinum. It's platinum. Unbelievable. Wow, you really got... I didn't even expect to go that hard. It's it's a great movie, man. It is. It's It's really good. Everyone listening, if you have not had a chance. Even if you have to watch it at your home, it's still worth it. Even if it is like one of those made-for-movie experiences, movie theaters experiences, like you were saying Chris, for
1: sure. But uh, last thing I'll say about Top Gun, I know you're, you know, you, you mentioned your brother and how like the same people are sort of coming out. the, the, the first time I watched Top Gun, so probably it was like, you know, there's like, you know, at AMC, there's like 25 minutes of trailers before the, you know, the, the, yeah. the thing starts. And the basically until like midway through the trailers, there's this open seat next to me. And I'm like, okay, so this, this, whoever this is, is probably not going to show up or whatever. And so, then I see a guy in my peripheral vision walk in just in a completely dark theater while the next uh, trailer is starting to play. And he he's basically sort of inching his way over to the seat right next to me because he's got it. And he, so he's like, oh, where do I go? Where do I go? And then he sits down and then he's like, oh, he's like, oh, man, I couldn't. I could not figure out where I haven't been to the theater in like 20 years. I could not <laughs> figure out what this was. And, and that right there, that little conversation like cemented to me. I was like, what kind of movie this was? What sort of like the cultural like resonance of it is like it's getting people that have not seen movies in like they don't go out to the theaters. They barely keep track of it. But it's just like Top Gun, Tom Cruise. It's back. I'm here now.
0: Cable news aficionados. I mean, it's the type of people who didn't even go or just cable in general. Like if you're not even cutting the cord, if you are someone from, like, middle America, any part of the United States, really, and you're still rocking with the cable box or you're rocking with, like, antenna TV, and you really, you know, you don't even have the money to go out and see movies that option, like, that often as well, too. That is, this is what brought people out, the idea of Top Gun, the idea of Tom Cruise coming back. I mean, can you even remember if Mission Impossible, every Mission Impossible that's come out has had anywhere near the hype on the level of Top Gun Maverick? anywhere near it i mean it just was one of those phenom- phenomena where i can't even imagine another story of tom cruise getting a standing ovation i mean i can't remember if it was the Cannes film festival in france or it, it was a very high profile mm-hmm. film festival i remember hearing about the reactions to this movie originally and it was just met with like tom cruise 35 minutes standing ovation did not expect that yeah completely out of left field yeah that's
1: a- that's the thing is that yeah, it was getting huge buzz obviously like months before it came out and that's why I got excited for it. I was not excited for it at all. And then all of a sudden people are like, totally. "Oh, it's really good." And then I went, "Oh, okay, I'm super excited for this now." I mean, yeah, exactly. But uh,
0: this is actually a top-gun Maverick podcast. I then we lied again. <laughs> we lied again. <laughs> we are we are a top-gun Maverick podcast. I'll let you finish though. Oh no, 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 no. That was it. I I was going to
1: say something else, but I kind of forgot what it was now. But uh I don't think it was too important, but yeah, just in general, top gun. That was a very, very good movie. Last one, the very, very last one before we, I've been taking up a lot of time here, but uh, my last, uh, I guess, sort of recommendation or what I've been watching is the Banshees of Inna Sharon. It had stars Colin Farrell and Brendan Gleeson in like the 1920s, I think uh, era Ireland. And basically the, the, uh, the whole like premise of the movie is that one guy, they see these guys are two best friends and one of the friends decides that he doesn't want to be friends with the other guy anymore. And, uh, you know, it's, it, That's it's, it's very simple. Again, it's a very sort of, I guess I could say simple story about friendship, but it's not like, there's still like some weird twists and turns that happen in the movie, but it's basically one of the friends wants to sort of go off and pursue their passions. Essentially. They feel like they've waited way too long in life to sort of pursue like music. That's what he wants to do. And so he feels like being friends with this with Colin Farrell, who's the the other guy um, is sort of holding him back. And so that's basically the movie is basically Colin Farrell trying to reconcile that his friend does not want to be friends with him anymore because he wants to like move on in life. And I think that's interesting because normally in most movies, you're going to follow the guy who's like following their dreams or whatever. They're like, oh, as they're meeting people and it's like very optimistic. But instead, it follows the one guy who is just staying like stagnant and staying very still. And he sees everyone else like changing and growing around him, but he basically refuses to do it uh, himself. So I think that's a, it was a super like, you know, interesting way to do that. Cause normally you don't see that. Normally that kind of character isn't featured um, in a movie of, of this, I guess, caliber. So yeah, just for that reason alone, I, yeah, I recommend that movie. So
0: isn't the Joker in, uh, <laughs> the the new the guy who's playing the new Joker is in the Banshees of Insharen. Uh, uh, yes. Uh,
1: the new Joker and the new Penguin, because Colin Farrell is Penguin.
0: We love we love Colin. He's just Farrell. very I mean,
1: obviously in the Batman. He's he's got like a fat suit on, and he talks in like a Brooklyn <laughs> accent, so he's like almost unrecognizable.
0: Well, and shout out to James. I mean, this has nothing to do with Banshees of Insharen, but. Shout out James Gunn for being down to sticking with the, the Batman series. Uh, oh, that's Penguin right. Yeah, he's he, from the Batman. That, that announcement recently. The implosion. Yeah. The implosion of HBO Max. I'm sure oh. we'll have an episode of that if it ever does absolutely implode, because there goes prestige TV for you, buddy. Yeah, that's that's it. I think I've just stopped watching <laughs> TV.
1: I think, I think everyone's going to stop watching Netflix now if they keep their this like Wi-Fi oh rule or whatever. But that's a story that, for another day. Um, that is a
0: story for another day. Tune in next time. Yeah. Tune in in 2024. All right. Um. Anyways, <laughs> what do you got? What do you got for what me? What do right? I got? A significantly shorter but very poignant list, and I think I mentioned a few of these things on the way along of our our last 30 minute conversation sure. here. But I mean, the last of was part one. Yeah. I just you have to start there, and I you know I don't even know if it's called part one yet. I I think I think it's just you know like your family games. Yeah. Is the last of us? There'll probably be multiple seasons of it. I mean, I know it's been renewed for season two, thank god. But there's Seattle, um, I think
1: we talked about this. Uh, another oh, Seattle based, yeah. oh my god, that I hopefully will be seeing some like some uh deserted uh cityscapes around here. Uh,
0: I want to see Dick's burgers and then just pull out a 30 year old just thing and just see if it's still like fresh. They're like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, this is some real processed American meat right there. <laughs> But no, just straight up, all, this, all the work through Capitol Hill, through downtown, I mean, it doesn't spoil much, but just know, second game happens mostly in Seattle. Um, but I mean, The Last of Us Part 1 is just, again, before we knew it was Part 1 in 2013 when it came out on the PS3. I want to boot up my PS3 again and just play it all over again in like eight, 1080p graphics um, on an old television. I mean, it doesn't even feel like that long ago, but 10 years ago, I would have never thought that they were going to make one of the best you know for me again my one of my favorite episodes of television ever but also just one of the best shows to come out recently it's a phenomenon Cordyceps are creepy perfectly beautifully awful the way that they've mixed around with the game lore and mixing it in keeping on track with the overall story but you know deviating because that's what you can do with television Pedro Pascal oh my god that is Joel incarnate bro and I know we've both been watching the show you just recently got a PS5. It's time to bounce in mm-hmm, to the remastered version yeah. to really test the the performances there. But also Bella Ramsey is Ellie. Like all these characters are who they are in the game. But they even add a little bit more of their own intrigue from it being like a real life experience. It's hard to feel as much as the original game aimed, like we talked about um the idea of cordyceps and how this fungi takes over the brain of of humans in the game. I mean, spoiler alert fungus yeah horrifying well, uh, fungus outbreak
1: <laughs> i can definitely add to that because I, I will say my day job is uh i'm an editor for a natural history channel called pbs eons and the first video i ever edited for them was about the ophiocordyceps uh fungi oh my gosh so basically what happens is that yeah so that the fungus sort of infects the ant and forces it to grip onto a branch of a tree which is called like the death grip and then all of a sudden, like once it's just like hugged onto this, onto this branch, it basically dies. Cause then the fungus like sprouts out. Um, and basically just becomes the sort of comes a weird, like collage of fungus. Uh, essentially uh, is basically that's basically, it just replaces the ant with a fungus collage. So uh, yeah, it's pretty, it, it's kind of cool that, that, you know, the, the whole sort of premise of the game and how people get infected is sort of based in reality. Um, obviously, it of the you know cordyceps can infect humans but uh obviously the the whole gig of the show is what if it did so
0: and what if we were all ants no that's we that's not ants. that's not at all <laughs> yeah actually pedro pascal plays an ant <laughs> in the show but getting back on track with it i i mean you just hit it on it's it's what makes it so beautifully terrifying and what made the game terrifying and and the show encapsulates everything it's only on episode 3 y'all we still have 7 left and I, it's just going to keep getting better. I am so excited as yeah. one of the millions of people who have had the privilege of playing the game many times to see people's reaction to the ending. That is all I'll say about that zip. I, I think something about the show too going forward, just know everyone, if there are major spoilers, we will probably let you know. We'll give you your, your, your little, your little up, update on what we're going to do. So I'm not going to spoil nothing yet. After Last of Us, you know, has pretty much been taking up my mind after straight up the other big nerd property that we were really crazy about, Andor, just a magnificent twelve episodes of TV, mm-hmm. and it's Star Wars. Yeah, it's st- something that is like probably the most controversial IP on planet Earth over the last seven eight years. Something I get our boy Ryan Johnson. I will be a Last of Us apologist till the day I die, Chris. And we've had you mean the Last Jedi
1: apologist?
0: What did I say? You said the
1: Last <laughs> of Us apologist.
0: I am a last Jedi punch. My brain's not built for this. We're keeping that in. Editor, aka me, keep that sure. in post. Um, sure. <laughs> but Andor, I mean, I, I Chris, I know you have a lot to say about our boy Cassian Andor. So, oh, I'm it's great. like Cassian Andor. Well, I Cassian, Cassian Andor, Andor, that's
1: right. That's us. Uh, what Stellan Skarsgard? Um, but uh, um but no. Um I will say that it's it's definitely Andor is the first like political drama in Star Wars, like true political drama. It's like grown-up Star Wars essentially. You know, I feel like Star Wars has sort of been stuck in a rut for a long time in terms of just sort of repeating, like especially the sequel trilogy, sort of rinsing and repeating. Um, you know, especially like The Force Awakens is, a, I will say, The Force Awakens is a very enjoyable movie. I think it's very good. It's, hey, it's very entertaining. Oh boy! To me. But then obviously, you know, then it goes way off track with The Last Jedi because then it sort of ends its thing and then it goes, oh, never mind, Rise of Skywalker. Just pretend some of that stuff in Last Jedi didn't happen, and then it just sort of becomes a mess. And obviously, again, uh, in terms of Star Wars shows, Mandalorian obviously is quite good, but it sort of has started to veer into, oh, we're trying to connect this now to like Luke Skywalker and like sort of the rest of the Star Wars universe, which season one was more contained. Um, totally. But in comparison, sort of Andor, obviously by its very nature is connected to A New Hope, but in ways that are sort of that feel like they're grounded in reality. I guess it's sort of the politic. I mean, like you learn like, for instance like the death star you know built on prison labor sort of thing like the laser like how you know it's sort of one of those things that's like sort of ignored and like i, I feel like it's probably in like just fan discussions like casual fan discussion how'd they build that you know where, where'd they get the labor everyone's sport? been
0: talking about it for decades yeah like,
1: exactly Absolutely. And, and like you know just in, in general the empire feels very like very menacing they feel like an actual like political body that is, they're not just like evil, like, ha ha henchmen. We're going to build a laser that blows people up. They like actually like subjugate like populations of people. Um, especially on that, that one, Straight up. that one planet. They're like, yeah, we're just going to, we let these people make their pilgrimage just to like, you know, keep them docile, ba- docile basically. Um, and then we will literally kill them. And then, yeah, we'll kill them. Like, we'll just, we'll just dump them whenever we want. Um, you know, you sort of see how they sort of manipulate and exploit people and sort of recruit sort of fanboys to their cause. Cause one of the main characters, sort of an empire uh, sympathizer, kind of over sympathizer um, in a way. But uh,
0: the weirdly likable, incredibly unlikable character. Yeah. That guy's a weird guy, but uh, weird guy. Um, but yeah, no, but just, I mean just Andrew, like just him, his character yeah. being what like, I mean, the, the the discourse about all of these shows, like the Obi-Wan show, I don't know just being underwhelming yeah the boba fett show being underwhelming and then of all the characters in the canon you hit on cassie and andrew who's only in one movie albeit one of my favorite movies from everything in the ip but still who thought andrew was going to be the one that might be up for emmys has some of the monologues of the year from some of the best actors in the universe that like are playing people in the star wars canon and it's It's amazing. I mean, it's a political thriller. Yeah. It's a political thriller. Who thought?
1: No. Yeah, definitely. I'd say the biggest like sort of indicator and how different the show is compared to like everything in Star Wars is like Mon Mothma because Mon Mothma's in it. But like the other stuff, even though in the animated series, I will say she gets a lot more like stuff to do. But like in the movies, obviously she's just like a cameo or whatever. And like in Revenge of the Sith, she's like in a deleted scene. But in this show, she actually like gets to be like a senator. You can see that she is like the leader of the Rebel Alliance, like the future Rebel Alliance, because she's like, oh, man, I got to get I got to get money from this thing. I got to get funding, but I got to like funnel it through like these shell things. And like you sort of see her scene
0: between her and Stellan Skarsgård. My God. Yeah.
1: There's there's many scenes between the two of them that are good, Um, but uh, also too like, you know, her relationship with her family, you know, her. Her daughter like doesn't respect her and she doesn't like (laughs) her husband sort of thing. And yeah, she's sort of like kind of she feels sort of boxed in by like her current life, I guess. So that's why she sort of feels empowered to 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 help form this big rebel alliance, which is cool. Um, And it's again, it's there's barely any like, you know, blaster firing. There's no lightsabers. That's the that's the biggest thing. No lightsabers, no lightsabers, not a lot of things blowing up. It's a lot of people talking which is, you know, very, very unlike Star Wars, at least up to this point. But hopefully it starts a trend where people will accept like, okay, like, and people like embrace this more like, okay, let's make it like a drama. We can make dramas in Star Wars. So I hope that they, they, the people up high, up on high at Lucasfilm are just like, okay, we can do that again.
0: They were like, we found the one. Yeah. (laughs) We found that we found our lane, a new lane. I like a new lane that I think everyone could probably appreciate to an extent. I, I just loved how everyone was just geeking out about it. Even people who I know aren't like super big geeks about nerd culture and stuff. And honestly, at that point, you just got to be like stars is one of the biggest things on planet earth. It's, it's not really in the mainstream nerd fandom. It is really just a thing for the, un- like the known universe, ironically to enjoy. Cause everyone for what better or not, like knows what star Wars is. So, I mean, I was happy to talk a lot about Andor just now I'm sure it'll come out throughout the episodes because one of my favorite seasons of television in recent memory. Um, but, you know, anime and that's like a bit uh, that has, that might have to be its own episode as well. But some that I've been watching Hunter X Hunter, one of the best story arcs of anything I've ever seen. If you're picking up on me being like, this is the greatest thing of all time. Um, <laughs> my hero academia, my boy Midoriya love the story I'm watching with that right now. All cut up full metal alchemist, specifically brotherhood the second version of that anime. Freaking amazing. There's a lot of new stuff coming out. I know I recommend it to to Chris here, Demon Slayer, Chainsaw Man, Jujutsu Kaisen. I'm not super deep in the in the in the center of years of watching this anime process. I mean Attack on Titan as well. It, it, they're just real fun shonen jump. It's just my it's it's my stuff. I'm on board with it. And I think Chris will be too once you get to watch it in one or two. Well, I will episodes. say I
1: have watched Jujutsu, Jujutsu Kaisen. Uh, my oh, my yeah. brother got me onto that one. I even watched the movie. I watched the movie before I watched oh, yeah. the series because that's jujitsu kaisen. Saw, you saw the
0: movie, you saw the movie. In I theaters, thought it at theaters.
1: Yeah, Sun the theaters. Oh, bless. it It's great. That's amazing. It's really good it, because, like, again, it's so you're in. Oh yeah, I'm 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 all in on jujitsu kaisen. Um, nice. Yeah, my my brother was the one that uh, that showed that one to me, and I was like, oh, this is really good. Um, yeah, but yeah, but in terms of the so that one, yeah, completely on board. But the other ones, I'll try to get to it. Uh, I think you recommended Chainsaw Man first.
0: Oh, yeah, Yeah, still need to do that. (laughs) But uh, but yeah, we have a long to do list for each other for For each other's work. But I mean, other than that, I'm going to finish off with some stuff that I know will make Chris happy because we've uh, I've been put on as well from this man Abbott Elementary. Yes. Finally in on it. Amazing. Uh, Ted Lasso. Amazing. Uh, Everything, everywhere, all at once. My favorite movie, maybe of all time, but definitely the last few years. And um, that's me. That's where I'm at right now. I've got more media to consume. It's time for, for sure. us to open, open the media third eye.
1: We'll say it last thing. Okay. Last thing. We'll talk about everything everywhere a little bit, but uh, you know, yeah. I know initially I'll just, I'll just speak on me first, but like I was just, the first time I watched, it, I was like, what is this? What is going on here? It's just, it goes through so much stuff and it's very like the structure of it is sort of wild. And so it takes a while to get sort of used to, you know, what's going on and like, the the rules of the thing. But uh again, it's it's very at the end of it, it's very simple. I think it's very about it's about family, you know? It's about family. Yeah. Cause I, I do I you know what miles I will say my favorite scene and I'm sure we've probably talked about this before is you know when they're on that uh the the one multiverse where um they're like everyone's a rock. No not not that one's that one's no. good too. But the one that I'm talking about is where like Michelle Yeoh's like a Hollywood star and like you know, oh. K Quan is like a dashing man sort of thing. And yeah. they sort of talk about like, you know what? Uh, I would have loved to just, you know, have spent a life with you just like doing laundry <laughs> and that whole scene. Every time I yes. watch it, it just breaks. It just, it brings me to you're, tears, man. I get like a little, you're
0: going to break me right I get now. A little man, tear. I'm,
1: tear, I'm just like, man, that's so oh great. That is so great. Like just if that one scene alone, uh, just makes the movie for me. Uh, the cut, obviously the martial arts and all that stuff is really cool. Um, all the rest of the actors give great performances, but that scene right there, I'm just like, okay, that's the one. That's the one.
0: It really is the one I, it, there the whole segment sees like when you finally, like you said, Chris, get a grasp on the universe and how it works. And I mean, I remember you and XD were telling me about how it was the best multiverse movie that came out in years. Like a, like what a segmented four or five year stretch where we've been getting multiverse, multiverse, multiverse. Like everyone loves throwing together all the IPs for money making, Purposes, But this is like the first time we've grasped onto a a multiverse movie that has no existing anything. And it's just trying to tell you the simple family story of a family of immigrants and people who operate coin based laundromats and how their lives are based in taxes and, and how a little a little change in something like the multiverse can just bring you to like tears and laughter. And I just love that it's it's made by just two guys as a passion project. And it made enough money and recognition to really warrant them uh, to continue making great movies like that. Hopefully I, I just, it's one of my favorites. Yeah. And like you said, Chris, it's one of yours too. It's just, Oh, it's everything. It's everything.
1: And most of the effects are in after effects, which is so interesting. It's not like a, it's so cool. Program. It's like, Oh yeah, we just did all that. in after there's like, I think it's like a wired video. I forgot what, which, 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 uh, which, which publication did the video, but they're like, yeah, we just made most of the stuff in after effects. So,
0: they're like, no big deal. You can do this at home. Yeah. Just give them a show, yo, on your payroll. Exactly. Your you can do it. Um <laughs> but yeah, I mean that's where I'm at. I it's been a pretty good year for um tw- at least twenty twenty two was a pretty good year for media. And I I mean, I think we're getting off to a great start this year. Um, a lot of good stuff to come out. And I know we talked about Marvel and how we're probably not gonna talk too much about the big stuff. Quantum is coming up. I know we'll be chatting about that. So we are at the end of our time. Little, little little stretch here at the very end, Chris, but I, I know it was we were happy to get out a lot of our initial thoughts. For sure. It's our first episode jitters are out. We're back in the game. Are you excited? We're exci- I'll, I'll be excited when
1: I'm listening to this on whatever platform. Harold, uh, this might be a good segue. Where can we find episodes in the future here?
0: You can find Pinoy's Versus the World on any of your preferred podcasting uh, devices, including Apple, Google Podcasts, and Spotify, Um, and a few more mix in as well. Uh, You can visit our website uh, at org, and our Instagram, where we'll be updating our release dates for our episodes, and links to podcasting, and where you can find our podcast pretty much everywhere. I'm pretty sure you can find us on Napster. Find us on Napster. Maybe not. Um, But Maybe not Napster. Definitely not uh, MySpace. But uh, you can find us at pinnoiseversus on Instagram too, so that'll be where a lot of our news goes out. But Chris, we're at the end. I'm really excited to jump back into this podcast with you, yes, sir. And you have any final notes for the listeners?
1: No, that's it. Just uh, just uh, just stay tuned, I guess. Well, there will be more, hopefully more. I mean, this was slightly organized, but hopefully we'll have a little bit more organized <laughs> discussions in the future for sure. But no, just trying to just trying to get back in the game
0: here. So, yeah, this is what happens when a chaotic force meets a very organized force? <laughs> But here we are. Well, thank you so much, everyone, for sticking with us. We're excited to bring new episodes coming forward. Stay tuned for more. And yeah, thanks for listening. My name's Harold Hillseth.
1: My name's Chris Ankiko.
0: And thanks again for listening to Pinoys versus the World. We'll talk to you all soon. Bye. Bye.